everyone. Welcome to my podcast hosted by me, Judy Kopsar. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Greetings, health seekers. Welcome to the Master Your Thoughts podcast. I'm Judy Kopsar. Today's episode is on fear. Welcome to all of our watchers on Facebook and to all of our listeners on the various podcast platforms. Please like, comment, share, subscribe. We love to reach more people. Fear, also known as false evidence appearing real. Maybe you have heard of that acronym. Fear is one of the heaviest emotions that we can feel, one of the most cumbersome emotions. It creates a very low and heavy vibration. And it creates the stickiest thoughts that have the most multiplication power. That's fear. So it's important that we get a handle on our fears. Now, I'm not talking about fears like I have a fear of flying. I have a fear of small spaces. um, I have a fear of spiders. You know, yeah, you need to get over those fears. But I'm going to be talking about fears as it relates to our health, because this is wellness method. This is who I am. This is my clinic and my passion is health and wellness. But that also speaks to our thoughts and our mindset. And here at Wellness Method Clinic, we talk a lot about mindset and thoughts when we help people that come to see us that want to restore their health. Okay, let's talk about the vibration of fear. So fear has one of the lowest vibrations on the spectrum. Now, what do I mean by vibration? So you know that we are energy. So we're human beings, but we are energy. We are a, you know, construct of um, atoms, of protons, electrons, all the way down to the smallest particle, which is a quark. I think there's even a smaller particle now, but I'm not too, too sure what that is but we are energy. So when we feel things, when we think things, we vibrate at a different frequency than when we think of great things. So I want you to think of an inverted triangle. Okay. So an inverted triangle at the top of this triangle are the highest vibrating emotions that we can feel. That is enlightenment. That's the highest highest vibration. Under that is joy and happiness. Those are at the top, right, right here of the inverted pyramid. At the bottom down here, and you see how the pyramid is wide at the top because we're experiencing enlightenment and joy, right? We vibrate the highest and the fastest at those higher levels on the spectrum. The lower levels, see how we go down into a point that paint that points down, which is what happens to our energy and our vibration when we feel fear. Well, fear is in the lower third of that spectrum. So enlightenment is the highest. And then the next down that goes down low, well, there's a lot in between, but the bottom ones are fear, grief, guilt, and shame. Shame being the lowest vibrating um, emotion on that spectrum. So fear is just right above shame. Fear causes us to start thinking things that aren't real. Now, could you be afraid of something in your life, a situation, an occurrence, an idea, a, a opportunity 
Because that's real, right? Can you be afraid of that? Because it's real. You're saying, well, what do you mean false evidence appearing real? Well, you're like, okay, I have this opportunity to do this new thing and it makes me scared. Well, the opportunity is real, okay? But fear, false evidence appearing real, false evidence. Evidence is the key word. It's the meaning that you assign. It's the false meaning that you assign to that opportunity that causes fear. Okay, now if somebody walks into the room and goes, blah, <clears throat> and you're like, ah, you're going to be scared. That's real. Okay, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the kind of fear that translates to constricting thinking, heavy thinking, thoughts that will keep us down and limit us and small rather than enlightened, joyful, happy thoughts that cause us to automatically expand. Okay. So I'm always going to be talking from a perspective of health, but you can apply these concepts that we talk about in my podcast, in my <clears throat> Facebook um, encounter here. I love the word encounter. We're having an encounter. Um, and I'd love for you to comment if you're on Facebook while you're watching this and tell me what you think. So I'm always going to relate it to health, but you can translate that to your life. Okay. But health related fears, what are some health related fears that we have experienced working in this clinic. Now, I have worked in wellness for over 17 years. <clears throat> I started when I was, you know, five. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm in my 50s. What are the most common fears that we experience working with people who are coming in wanting to restore their health? So nobody comes in here that doesn't want to restore their health. I mean, there's the rare occurrence that maybe a family member is kind of coerced somebody to come in and start you know, working on a program with us to restore their health and resolve their health conditions. But those people usually actually don't last. In the rare case, sometimes they completely do a 180 and they're like all for it. But for the most part, people that come to work with us want better health and they don't want to do it with um, untested, unscientific procedures. They don't want to be on medications. They want to do it naturally and they want it to be sustainable. So the, the most common fears that we hear for people that come in from people that come into our clinic, number one is fear of failure. Okay. <clears throat> now, what does that mean? Fear of failure. Like how can you fail in your health when you have health? Well, we provide a lot of support and tools here at wellness method, but you got to do the work. So a lot of people are afraid of coming in, saying yes to the program, investing in themselves, paying the money, starting to work on it, which requires time, focus, effort, energy, heart, passion, and they're afraid of failing. They're afraid of, of, of failing themselves, of failing their family. And they don't want people to see them fail. Fear of failure is real. Okay, so that, that's, that's one of the most common fears. Luckily, we're really good at what we do here. And we're able to give them proof after proof after proof after story after story after story of people that came in that were fearful of failing at first but they overcame that fear because they get so much support from us. Okay, the second fear <clears throat> that we hear about a lot is the fear of standing out because they're doing something new and they're leaving the herd because, you know, a very exclusive, exceptional group of people, it's getting to be way bigger, but they're still exceptional, come to us and restore their health naturally and find the best health of their lives and their lives change. But they do have a fear of standing out. And this usually is something that has to do with who their tribe is, 
who their their culture is, who are who's around them, right? Maybe it's their coworkers, maybe it's their family, maybe it's their friends, and they're afraid of standing out, of doing something big and amazing and healthy and different than the people that they're doing life with. So in essence, they're kind of leaving their herd. And that can feel lonely and scared. Um, another, <clears throat> another one is um, fear of giving to yourself. Fear of investing in yourself. It's fear of money. It's fear of what money translates to. Now, people have no problem spending $50,000, $20,000 on a car. Like, that's not, they don't have fear of that. But they have a fear of spending a couple hundred dollars a month on themselves over the course of time. They don't have a fear of spending a couple hundred dollars a month on a car payment. Well, you're saying, well, yeah, they need a car. Yeah, you need a car. This is your vehicle. This vehicle doesn't get you from point A to point B like a physical car does that you pay 40 grand for, 30 grand for. This vehicle, only one you got. You can get a new car. You can trade it in if it breaks down. This one, only one you get. You don't get to trade it in. This car doesn't get you from point A to point B. This vehicle, your body, this vehicle gets you through your entire lifespan. Okay? So the, the idea of investing in yourself, in your body, in your health is, is the wisest investment that you can make. But people have a fear of giving to themselves, of spending money on themselves. They don't think of buying a car as themselves, right? They're like, oh, it's pretty, it's shiny, I need a new car. No, it's, it's investing in themselves. They have a fear of that. <clears throat> I want to tell you a story about fear that I had of investing in myself. And this isn't in relation to health, but it, but it kind of is. So my fear was so big about investing in myself as a business owner. And, and my husband and I, Dr. Bradley Cobbs, are as business owners, as clinic owners, as wellness influencers. My fear of investing in ourselves was so big that it almost stopped us from taking a step forward in expanding our clinic and learning how to operate differently so that we could reach more people and help more people. And this goes back many, many years. And it was a coaching program for functional medicine practitioners, a business coaching program for functional medicine, medicine practitioners. It was a three year program. It was a lot of money and a lot of time. And I didn't want to invest the money, but Dr. Kobsar did. My husband did. <clears throat> the money that we were going to invest was money we had in the bank in our savings for a down payment on a house that we were going to buy in the next year. We had a little, you know, more money than that too, but this chunk of money was designated for a down payment on our house. Well, that was almost the amount of money it was a little less to do this coaching program, but it was it was quite near a down payment on a house in California. So remember that so you can get the relativity right. Um, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to give up that down payment, that money that I had in my heart and in my mind earmarked for a thing, right? We were going to get a house eventually. It didn't matter, but I was attached to this thing and this timing. And when Dr. Kobsar told me, you know, what the program was like, what the coaching program was like, how much it costs, how long it takes, I was like, no way. I remember where I was, what I was driving, where I was going. I was coming from San Jose to Danville in California, which was about a 45 minute drive. Cause at that time we had a 
pain care clinic in Danville, which also we did functional medicine. And then we had our, a new functional medicine wellness clinic here. And I was driving in my car and he called me and he's like, I want you to watch this video. And this is how much it costs. This is what we talked about. And we had been searching for a place to put some of our money to invest in our business and ourselves as wellness influencers and leaders and grow our business and grow ourselves so that we could reach more people. So we had been looking for that. But this program happened to be about five times more than any of the programs that we had already researched and people that we had talked to. So I was scared to death. Okay. I felt constriction. I felt, you know, like I just wanted to push him away. I felt anger. I felt uncertainty. I felt things slipping away. I mean, I was so upset. I felt tears. I felt all these things. And then within like, literally, I'm still on the phone with Dr. Kopsar and he's trying to like, you know, talk me off the ledge and he wanted to send me a video. Don't worry, I pulled over when I watched the video. Um, he wanted to send me a video for me to watch. And I am, I am in full fear mode because I didn't want to invest in ourselves. Okay. I didn't want to invest in wellness at that time. We'd already spent so much money on our clinic and that's what we do as business owners. We invest in our businesses, but I was ready to invest somewhere else. So my fear started to just cause all this heaviness in my body. And my fears started to multiply fearful thoughts in my head. I told you fear is very sticky and it can multiply your thoughts. So now I'm going down the rabbit hole and up into the sky and over the hills of <clears throat> all these very sticky thoughts of all these bad things that are going to happen if we do this and what it means. And I'm assigning meaning to it, right? False evidence appearing real. Like I'm sure all this stuff is going to happen in the future that, you know, was not going to translate to us being better in the wellness industry and being able to help more people. Because honestly, our hearts were breaking because we knew we had we, we had something because we were getting such great results. We just didn't know how to put it all together and then package it and then market it and then get people actually to understand what our approach was. So it was needed y'all, but I just couldn't get there. And my thoughts were taking flight in so many different ways. So anyway, I actually had to pull over. I had to pull over. I was almost back at Danville at our clinic <clears throat> now, but I had to pull over and calm myself down because I had done enough personal development work by that point to know what was going on. Like I knew fear was taking over. I had to calm down. I had to watch the video. I had to have an open mind. When I watched that video, I'm not saying that video changed it for me, but it started to calm me down because everything they said aligned with what we were looking for. Everything they said that they were offering would would get us to the steps. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, Jude, that was a sales video. Like they did a really good job selling you. Well, it took us about three months to vet them out. We flew down there. We met with the owners. We were there for a weekend. We you know, went through things. We toured other clinics. I mean, it took us a while to vet. <clears throat> this was just the beginning of me changing my mind and not being fearful of investing in ourselves and in our clinic. And here's what I know today. 
when that shift started to happen and I watched that video and then the doc and I started to talk about what this would mean for us. And yes, it was a lot of money, but what it would translate to and how it aligned with our dreams for our clinic and for our global reach, which we are already reaching globally to help people resolve their health conditions, right? Like when I started to see the possibilities and the opportunity there, fear fell away. When I, when I started to shut fear down and focus more on the opportunity and live in faith, that fell away. So I was then able to say, yes, we're giving this to ourselves. We're investing in ourselves as leaders, as wellness influencers, as people who needed to evolve to another five levels so that we could reach the potential that our clinic had to help people be well and resolve their conditions. And, and I was able to say yes to it. Now, Dr. Kopsar said yes right away because he doesn't have the same fear issues as me. He has other fear issues, which we all have fear issues. I don't care how developed you are. But <clears throat> I will tell you this, that shift and <clears throat> demolishing of the fear and seeing it as, as false evidence appearing real paved the path for the next literally probably six years of intensive, and the program wasn't six years, it was three, of intensive work to transform our offerings, our clinic, ourselves, you know, we were already doing functional medicine for so many years, to reach massive, on a massive scale, and that is what we did. And we have been able to reach further and help more people in more better ways than we were even before. More, you know, Doc has, has all these papers published in scientific journals, um, our systems, our protocols, like all of that. I mean, if, if you've worked with us, you know that. Those of you, you wellness partners that are here, um, if you haven't worked with us, it's worth a conversation with us. But I will tell you, if I had not calmed my fear, I would have said no to that. I would have talked the doc out of it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he probably would have talked me into it. I don't know. But it would have been very conflicting. We would not be where we are today if we didn't take that step and say yes to that opportunity, yes to that coaching program, invest in ourselves, invest in our clinic, and be able to help massive, massive numbers of people. And it's just growing because we continue to invest in ourselves. Okay, so that's a common fear. <clears throat> I want you to think about your life and where you have allowed fear of failure, fear of standing out or you know pulling away from the crowd, the herd, fear of giving to yourself or investing in yourself. Where have you allowed that to affect you in your health? Maybe you know you're saying to yourself, I can't afford health if it's not covered by insurance. Well, let me tell you how much money you have given to Aetna or Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Cigna, whatever, Kaiser, how much money you have given to them and not to yourself. And you might be one of the people that are still walking around and struggling with health conditions, right? When you really turn the table and shift that fear away from, uh, you know, <clears throat> those thoughts, those sticky thoughts, I can't afford it. Um, you know, I pay for insurance. If it's not covered by insurance, I can't do it. Well, insurance thankfully doesn't cover what we do because insurance will constrict us and not allow us to actually get you well. That's why the doc left the insurance industry and, or, you know, being an insurance based doctor. And that's why, you know, we're in wellness now and it's all everybody, everybody has no problem writing a check, putting their credit card down, paying cash. No problem. When you're ready to restore your health and your mindset has shifted that investing in yourself, 
is one of the best things to do. Sky's the limit for your health. So think about if you have that sticky thought that has multiplied and spiraled out of control and you're still sitting there sick and you haven't taken that step to invest in your health and yourself in a wellness-based program. All right, there's two more fears <clears throat> that are very common. The fear of the unknown, right? Starting a program that you've never started before. Unknown because you've been in the insurance-based medical system for, you know, who knows, years. And you're used to going to the doctor, sitting in the tiny room um, for the doctor might be dumbing you down and telling you, well, you have arthritis because you're getting older. Um, you have, you know, you have excess weight gain because you're out of balance with your hormones. Um, you know, you have diabetes and high blood pressure and high cholesterol because that's just what happens when we age. No, no, it does not. You can prevent that. But maybe you're used to sitting in there and getting the medication that you're taking that's just treating the symptoms so you might feel better and your blood sugar might be balanced, but it's because you're on medications, right? But what if you could truly balance your blood sugar health with in a natural way, with a natural approach and not need the medication, right? But it's unknown. You're like, well, I don't know what that looks like. I've been in the insurance-based medical system for so long. I've been in that mill, that treadmill. Dr. Kopsar calls it, the treadmill to health. Sorry if that is a profanity for you, but that's actually what it is because we've, we've seen so many people come to us that just feel like health and they've been on that treadmill. So maybe it's the fear of the unknown. Maybe, um, it's, you know, just that you're used to a different paradigm that's not getting you well. So there's that fear. Lastly, there's the fear of judgment <clears throat> that holds us back in our health, being judged. Um, what people think, Again, it kind of comes back to leaving the herd um, and the culture that's around you. You know, there's this um, this analogy about clam, uh, crabs <clears throat> and leaving the herd is kind of like um, it's just human nature for the herd to try to pull you back in because they don't want you to leave. And it's not like a mean thing. It's just human nature. They don't want to be left alone. They don't want to be left behind. Like we don't as humans, we don't want to be left behind. And you can see it in real time when you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket, okay? And one crab starts to crawl out to freedom. The other crabs, crabs grab the little crab's legs and pull them back down into the bucket. They don't want them to leave. And so that's kind of the fear of standing out and the fear of judgment kind of wrapped up into one. Like, what are people going to think of you? We've had many people in our clinic who their tribe is a tribe of people who are also sick and who are also heavy and inflamed and on medications. And when this one person starts to stand out to something that's unknown, um, these other people start to judge them and say things to them like, what are you doing this for? And, you know, how much weight are you going to lose? You know, um, and what is all this crazy food that you're eating? Which by the way, you lose as much weight as you want to, but it's a byproduct of getting healthy. And that's what we always say. Like we're not a weight loss clinic. Um, weight loss is a byproduct of lowering inflammation, balancing your hormones and just getting your cells well. Okay. So, but these people, they start saying things and we've heard this from so many of our wellness partners that work with here at our clinic. We don't call you a patient when you work with us. We call you a wellness partner <clears throat> and it causes fear in them and fear and uncertainty. Like, oh, am I doing the right thing? You know, what am I doing? Is this, is this, um, is, should I be doing this? Cause nobody else around me is doing it. And they're getting judged because those people have fear of the unknown. They have fear of, 
of investing in themselves. I mean, it's kind of like this, this tangled web we weave, for lack of a better phrase. I know that sounds cliche. But um, we, this is real. Like this is again, over and over again, in the many, many years we've been doing this and helping people be well, we see these fears, not only in themselves, but in their, their tribe and their culture and their families and friends around them. And they just kind of want to pull them back down. Um, but of all those fears of, of health fears, I have to say, all of our wellness partners who are succeeding, which we have basically a 99% success rate, and that is because when you come here, you have everything you need. You have the tools, the support, the people, the humans, um, the guidelines, the science, the proof, um, all of that, the medical back studies, but it's you. It's you that's doing the work. And the beautiful thing is when you get the right support, you, you change your mind. And you succeed because it all makes sense. And you're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I drop all that fear, all that heaviness, that low vibration? <clears throat> so those are the most common fears that we see in our clinic. Now, you can relate those fears to yourself and your health. If you're listening right now, you can also relate those fears to your life. Okay, the story that I told about this massive opportunity for us that allowed us to go to the next many levels with our clinic and our reach and helping people, you know, maybe you have something like that in your life. There's an opportunity sitting there. Maybe it's health, but maybe it's a job opportunity. Maybe it's a move. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's, you know, personal development opportunity. I don't know, but I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about the false evidence appearing real that's holding you back and causing you to have a low vibration, which by the way, causes our body to literally change. You know, somebody who's in fear mode is constricted. So if you're watching me on, on Facebook and on the video, you can see my body language. My shoulders are coming forward. My head is dropping down. My brow is furrowed, right? Um, I, I'm worried. I'm fearful. I'm constricted. I'm small. I'm contracting instead of expanding, right? We don't walk around like this when we're fearful. And if you're watching on the video, you can see, but you know, podcast listeners, I'm throwing my shoulders back. I'm lifting my chest. I'm lifting my chin. You can even hear it in my voice, right? My head is held high. I have a smile on my face, right? Fear doesn't do that to you. Okay. Joy, certainty, enlightenment, happiness, that does that to you. Okay. So, you know, going on with what fear does to us, let's talk about that. You know, I don't want you to think about these fearful situations that you've been in and let's kind of you know, recant and see if any of these things happen to you. So the first thing that fear does to people is it stops us. It stops us and prevents us from growth, from being more, from being better, from being healthier. You know, my story, it stopped me. Literally, I had to pull the car over. So it physically stopped me, nearly stopped my heart, stopped my thoughts of faith. It just stopped me in my tracks. Okay. And, and it limits you. And it, it pulls you down. It just like, you just run into the wall, right? And then typically you go, <laughs> but luckily I had the doc and he talked me off the ledge. Second thing is it limits our potential, period, end of story. It might, you might hit right here and fall down. And now your potential is completely limited. You're not expanded, right? You're not expansive. Third thing, <clears throat> oh, it wastes time and it slows down the rate of your progress, especially with your health. It wastes so much time. And here's the thing that I always tell people is like, you know, I don't want you to imagine that you're running away from age or you're, you're, you know, trying to beat the clock and you're running away from all these health conditions, you know, coming after you. I want you to have a head start so that you can stroll leisurely through life well. Okay. So, 
we waste so much time doing the wrong things, doing things that somebody else told us to do because it worked for them, <clears throat> right? Like doing things that aren't based in science, doing things that aren't based on our individuality, our DNA, literally like our program is backed by your individual DNA, right? Doing things that's backed in science, like cohort studies, you know, massive studies that the doc has done. These people who have had blood sugar issues, metabolic syndrome, time and time again with these methods at Wellness Method, they are getting well. They are resolving these conditions. They are getting off their medications, all of this stuff, right? Like, like those people, they, they, they're not wasting time anymore, right? So you have to look at yourself like, are you wasting time? Are you slowing the rate at which you're going to be well, which means you're going to increase you're going to increase your aging <clears throat> stresses and you're going to age faster. Okay. Fourth thing, it steals from us. Fear is a thief. It steals our joy. It robs us of our family relationships. It robs us of opportunities. It robs us with time of time with our children. Fear, well, if fear is stopping you from getting well, you're struggling, you're not able to do the things that you, you know, been able to do in life before or want to still continue to do or see yourself doing in the future. Fear robs you of that. It robs you of time with your kids, of time with your spouse or partner, of intimacy, of sexual intimacy, of relational intimacy, emotional intimacy. It can rob you of money. Fear can literally strip your money away because you are fearful of taking the next step in a job, in a, in a financial opportunity or with your health because your health conditions are affecting your financial decisions or your performance at work, or maybe you're an entrepreneur, right? Lastly, well, not last, but I'm only going to give you five things that fear do to us. It creates beliefs that don't serve us. Now, at the beginning, I talked to you about sticky beliefs, right? Sticky thoughts that fear creates and multiplying thoughts. So fear creates beliefs and thoughts in our head that don't serve us in any way, <laughs> spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, relationally, legacy, like in no way do fearful thoughts serve us. They cause our beliefs to be beliefs and, and give us thoughts that are sticky, meaning they stick in our head for years and years and years and they multiply. They just perpetuate. I mean, I'm a mom. So being really honest here, man, sometimes, and it's Usually when I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep for some reason, <clears throat> which normally I sleep pretty well, but there are times as a mother, some thought, some ridiculous thought comes into my head about my kids or one of my kids and it's, I create this horrible scenario and I, I actually now know that I'm not creating it. I now know that dark forces, the enemy, like, you know, whatever you want to call it, the devil, Satan, um, you know, um, low vibration, uh, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Demons, evilness, bad energy. That's what's creating those thoughts. It's not me. Okay. Cause your thoughts are not you, but I find those thoughts coming in and then they start to multiply and I'm stuck in it. And I create this entirely horrid scenario of something terrible happening to my kids, full of suffering, sometimes death, just terrible. And if you're a parent, mostly if you're a mom, men, you don't do this as much as us. Um, but if you're a mom, you know what I'm talking about, some of you. Okay. 
And there, you know, the cool thing is, I have to tell you, those thoughts get sticky and they start to multiply. But here's the thing. Over time, I have less and less of those occurrences at night. The other thing is if they start happening, I can shut that crap down right away because I have the tools, right? Just shut it down. No multiplication. Just like put butter in there so it's not sticky and it's gone. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they also caught those kinds of thoughts cause chemical reactions to start happening in our body. And that is why the thoughts become sticky and they perpetuate because now we're producing excessive cortisol, which is known as a stress hormone. And we're also producing adrenaline and other hormones and neurotransmitters that just release in excess in our body and they start affecting our cells. And, and then you're kind of like, you're, you're down and you're at the point of no return. Okay. So we've talked about what fear does to us, different kinds of fears, all that. So now let's get into how we look at our fears, how we face them, and how we get rid of them. So I like to go right to my deepest fear. I don't know about you, but I'm all about when I see a problem, I just want to like do the thing that's going to have the most impact in solving that problem and moving on, right? Now you might want to just kind of dip your toe in the water and talk about some of your like shallower fears, but right now we're going to talk about your deepest fear. Okay. So I want you to think about what's your deepest fear. If somebody were to ask you that like me right now, what is your deepest fear? It might take you a while to get down to it. Okay. And your deepest fear is going to change. And I don't mean my deepest fear is my fear of heights. Okay. I don't mean that. There was one time we were in Calgary and we went to the top of like, I don't know what it was called the Calgary tower. I do have a fear of heights. Um, it's not super bad, but they have a clear floor where you actually walk out onto the floor and you're, I don't know, miles above the street. It's not miles, but maybe it was a mile. I don't know how high it is, but man, was I scared. You know, I was fine on the carpet because I was back a ways, but Sierra and Brad and I think Skylar was even out there and I got this queasy thing in my stomach, queasy. And I had to just go like, I'm doing this. I am facing this fear. And I'm telling you, when I walked out onto that clear plexiglass floor, it wasn't plexiglass, it was glass floor. I felt like I wanted to throw up. It was the worst feeling. And then I stood there and I started to overcome it. I faced it. I knew that it was stopping me. I knew that it was constricting me. And then I started to dance around and jump around a little bit and lay down. It was crazy, you guys. But like, we're facing our deepest fear here now. Okay, right? But <clears throat> I want to talk about your deepest fear that has to do with your thoughts and your emotions and your health. Not like fear of heights, fear of falling, fear of... Um, uh, I don't know, snakes, something like that. Okay. So your deepest fear, what is it? Pause it right now. Take a minute to figure it out. Okay. <clears throat> when I got down to my deepest fear and faced it, my world changed and it was a pivotal moment in my life. I will never forget where I was, what I was doing and what shifted. So my deepest fear was the fear of making others feel uncomfortable with my bigness, my loudness, my boldness, my bright light. That was my biggest fear for so long. Now we can get into why that was my biggest fear. That's a whole nother thing. We're not here for a therapy session. <laughs> that was my biggest fear. It held me back in life for so long in so many ways. I had been doing a lot of personal development work. And I have to say some of that personal development work came from that functional medicine coaching program that we had done 
right? So again, here is this opportunity that I was too scared to take that I almost said no to that I didn't say no to. And there was some work that I did in there in personal development with some of the mentors and coaches that led me to this moment of figuring out my deepest fear, but I didn't even know it was coming. Those are those aha moments when you're not even thinking about it and you're just kind of doing whatever you're doing and it just comes upon you. And I always think like, that's God talking to me. That is, that is coming from God. That's coming from the divine. So <clears throat> I was at a gym doing pull downs, facing the machine, wide grip pull downs. If you see me on Facebook, I'm like doing the pull downs right now, right? Wide grip pull downs. And I was wrestling in my mind with some, I think, personal development exercises that I was working through just wrestling around and I was doing these pull downs and I was looking around me and there was people in the gym that were working out and there was people there that I knew that I knew were sick because it's in our town that I wanted to talk to and I couldn't talk to. And I, I, I was putting my headphones on when I was in the gym because like I didn't want to be big and bold, right? Like I come in and I'm, I'm just this happy person, right? I just like, I'm just enthusiastic about life. But for some reason over time, you know, as I started to become a young adult, like I had this idea that I had to keep it down, keep it down, play it small. Don't shine your bright light too bright. Right. And so I had this overwhelming desire to help people. You know, that's the whole reason why I went into wellness because I wanted to help people be well, because I was so sick and struggling and suffering with internal physical health issues and body, you know, muscle, bone, joint issues first and emotional health issues for so long that this was my, my, my deepest desire. So my deepest desire is meeting my deepest fear, which my deepest fear was being bold, being loud, being a bright light, <clears throat> sharing my light. I didn't want people to feel uncomfortable because my light was bright, but all I wanted to do was share my light so that they could be well and be comfortable because I, I, I just kind of always had this overwhelming desire to make sure everyone's comfortable. Like if I go into a room and if we're sitting and talking, I just, I want to make sure they're comfortable. Right. And so I'm sitting here doing pull downs and it just comes upon me of what I am afraid of in a beautiful, bright bow. And it just literally <clears throat> drops in my lap. It was from God. And I stop my exercise and it's those, one of those moments of clarity where everything comes clear and everything changed from that moment on. Okay. It didn't change like that. Maybe some of you change like that. I don't, it takes me work. It takes me a lot of work sometimes, but I had to change a lot of my mindset. I had to go after this fear, right? So I want you to go after your deepest fear right now, clearing that deepest fear out facing it, looking at it, that caused me to be able to start talking to people and helping people be well and being a bigger voice and a brighter light and then saw what happened to them. It just literally, I was able to shine my light without feeling like I was going to make them feel insecure, uncomfortable. And guess what happened? They started to feel better. They started to be comfortable and be inspired and have this light shining on them. I mean, think about that. Like when you walk out into the sun and it's bright, I'm not saying I'm the sun. Okay. I'm just giving you analogies. I love to give analogies, <clears throat> but when you walk out into the sun, it changes you. There's warmth on you. You feel good. You feel alive. You feel bright. Okay. That's what sharing your bright light can do for people. All right. So now what I want to do is I want to read you my favorite poem. And guess what my favorite poem is? Yes. 
Our Deepest Fear from Marianne Williamson. That is my favorite poem. And um, I'm getting it on my iPad right now, so hold on a second. Um, this poem came into my life before I had this moment, before I launched into personal development. This poem, Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson, came into my life. Um, I don't even know how you guys, like, again, I, you know, stuff just comes to you sometimes. You don't know how it gets there, but when it changes you, you're forever grateful and it forever sticks with you. So I'm going to read this poem to you and I'm going to hope that it causes something to shift in you, in your life. Okay. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small in the world does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to, ch to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I hope that poem is meaningful to you. Just Google it, <clears throat> print it out, put it somewhere, read it. It is the truth. It is, that poem literally shines a light on fear and just burns it up and demolishes it and it just evaporates into the ether. So I'm gonna break down a couple parts of this poem with you because I want you to know how important it is that when you can get a hold of your fears and look at them, that's when they start to fade away. All right, so the first thing, inadequate. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. It is that we are powerful beyond measure. Inadequate, like that is so common, people feeling inadequate, not good enough. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve health. I don't deserve abundance. I don't deserve freedom from medications, freedom from my health restrictions. <clears throat> the next one is our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Powerful. That word powerful. That was eye-opening. That was a surprise to me to be like, okay, I knew what my deepest fear was. I knew that my, that my deepest fear you know, was like to shine my bright light, but I didn't know that it was about how powerful I was. Like literally, I want you to think about that, how powerful you are, okay? How, you know, if you could tap into your potential and be who you're meant to be, like you're powerful. Does that scare you thinking about like unleashing all this power? It might, it scared the heck out of me when I first started looking at it and really tapping into my power, but you are powerful. All right, so our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. It is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is, that's beautiful, because we're looking at it now. We're like, ah, I am powerful. Light, okay, so that's the next one. It's our light, not our darkness. Well, light always shines the darkness out. Truth is always going to come to the surface when light is shined on it, right? Being afraid of the light 
No, we're always afraid of the darkness, but actually this is saying you might be afraid of your light. And that that's a really good point. So I want you to think about it. What is brilliant about you? What shines about you that you're kind of afraid of, that you're afraid of putting out in the world, right? The next one, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Who am I? That speaks to worthiness. That's the age old, like, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve. Like, who am I? I'm just another human in the world. No, you are more than that. The next one is playing small does not serve anyone. Okay, your playing small in the world does not serve the world. It doesn't. Period, end of story. There is nothing good about playing small. Okay, if you have health struggles, you're playing small, if you're hanging on to them. If you are um, struggling with like poor thinking, poor thoughts, you're playing small. If you're on a bunch of medications and you're dragging yourself through life and you think that there really isn't much more to life than just like getting to the next day, then you're playing small. I've had so many stories of our wellness partners here at our clinic, how they played small before they came to work with us at Wellness Method. And when they went through their program and their health restored, how now they're playing big. Couple things come to mind. Disneyland. We had one couple that loved going to Disneyland. They loved just like enjoying it. But as their health started to get poorer and poorer as they got older, their Disneyland experience was horrible. They, they were just like, they were constricted. They were small. They couldn't go on as many rides. Their feet hurt when they were done, right? Well, now they go to Disneyland and they play big, <laughs> okay? They are like, they're going from early morning to late at night. Their feet don't hurt. Their legs don't hurt. They're going on all the rides. They're having a great time. Another story that just, oh, this one just touched my heart is we had a woman who came to work with us and she was a grandmother. She had a grandson whom she loved. He was eight years old and she loved going to art festivals and she loved taking her grandson to art festivals, but her health got so poor that she stopped being able to take him to art festivals. And that was just devastating to her. And so, you know, she, she started playing small. She was sitting in her house all the time and not out with her grandson. She also loved jewelry. So when she played small, her grandson suffered. She suffered. She was depressed. She was lonely. She had anxiety. She was playing small. Okay. She got her health restored, you guys. And she was at festivals with her grandson every weekend. And one time she came in here with these beautiful, big, bold earrings on that she bought at a festival that she and her grandson stayed at for eight hours. That's playing big. That's playing big in your life and the lives of your loved one. Okay, the other thing is that um, shrinking. So shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. All right, so if I do the math, I can think about if I had stayed small and shrunk for the last 16 years, how many people wouldn't have been helped with their health, right? Shrinking doesn't serve anyone, okay? Shine, shine your bright light. Like she uses the word shine in here. Don't excuse yourself from shining. Everyone is meant to shine, okay? Don't say I'm too old, I'm too sick. I'm on too many medications, it's too late, I can't afford to be well, no. Your light is meant to shine and we gotta clear out the inflammation and the medications and the sickness and disease for your light to truly shine. <clears throat> Permission, okay? That's the next word that really just got me. We unconsciously give other people permission to do the same, to shine bright. Okay, unconsciously. So that takes the burden off of you. You don't have to feel like you're going out and doing something purposefully. You just being bold and bright and sharing your bright light and playing big in the world, that will unconsciously give other people the permission to do the same. Liberation, last word. Liberation. 
As we let our own light shine, we give people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. You guys, it's all about freedom. Really, honestly, it's just, it's all about freedom. Freedom in our life, freedom to be well, free from our fears, expand our life, grow our world. In us, grow our wellness. You grow whatever mission you have, whatever desire you have. But you got to face your fears and you got to lift your vibration. Going back to the beginning, right? Joy, happiness, enlightenment, enthusiasm, excitement, right? Oh, this was so great, you guys. I hope this was helpful to you. Um, if you have any questions at all, just you can, you know, message us here at Facebook. If you're interested in coming to work with us, great. If you love our podcast, tell us. Um, we just love connecting with you and everything that we do is to serve you. And this podcast in particular is meant to help you free yourself from your fears and let your light shine bright. All right, I will see you and talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to my podcast, and I hope you will join me again next week for a brand new episode.